Lunchtime Live with Andrea Gilligan on News Talk. Now, I was down at Liberty Hall earlier this morning because the National Women's Council were there. They've organised this day of action and it's all to do with childcare. I mean, we don't need to go over the issues with childcare that so many of you have told me about here on the show, but they're actually calling for publicly funded, affordable childcare, something similar now to like primary school and whether that should be introduced. I was chatting to Eilish Balf, though. She's the care officer with the National Women's Council, and I wanted to find out why they were organising today's event. Our day of action is um, we're calling on government for a public-funded model of early years education and school-age childcare. Um, It was our number one budget ask, and the reason why we're asking for this is because at the moment the childcare sector is in crisis in Ireland. We need to reform it completely. Um, It's not working for parents who are to the pin of their collar paying fees. It's not working for educators who are highly skilled, highly educated, and they're not even on the living wage. And it's not working for providers who um, are struggling as well. So this is entirely separate to the days of action that we know that are happen- happening by childcare providers and creches next week. This is separate again. Yeah, this is separate again. So uh, we're, we're calling for a public funded model. So that's what we're calling for. What do you mean by a public funded model? So what we mean is like... Um, You know, when we look to a public funded model, we always look to those uh, countries in Europe that run public funded models. And um, if you look at how much the government are putting into the into it's usually one percent or just about one percent of GDP, where Ireland put in three percent. So we're asking basically the government to fund the early years sector. So it would be a child's right to access a place of early years education like it is primary and secondary school education. So basically that you. You would go into your preschool years would be the exact same as you'd go into primary school? Yeah, even before the preschool years. So like um, most parents go back to work maybe when their child is one year old. Even before that, I went back to work when my child was seven months old. So, but we're asking for government that a place is there for them. So no matter what, no matter if you're working, if you want to access education, if you uh, just want to put your child in for a right to their place of early years education. So that's what we're calling on government for. What's actually happening today? I mean, there's obviously the the conference taking place this morning. Is there a separate then protest as well? Yeah, so what we're doing is we're having um, an event today where we have representation from all all the stakeholders within the the childcare sector. We have Children's Rights Alliance here. We have SIP2 here. We have a lady who runs a community service. um, And we have um, uh, Tracy from Pave Point as well, who's going to come in. And... um, after that then we are asking people to share the hashtag um, hashtag purple for public online with a picture to show your support that yes this is this is the right time for government to actually start the journey into a public funded early years education. See, it sounds like a great idea in theory, but you'd have to ask, what is the cost of this going to be? And how do a lot of the private childcare providers feel about it? Maybe they're all on board. I was chatting to Vicky Masterson. She's a mum of two. She was there at the Day of Action and she spoke to me about why it was important to her to attend. 
I'm here today because as a, my experience as a parent, I really struggle trying to secure childcare for my two children. So I had my daughter in um, 2020 and I delayed going back to work for a year and a half because I couldn't find any childcare for her. Essentially, it was during COVID, height of the pandemic, and they were not taking on new children. When I did eventually return to work, I couldn't find a crash place for her. I had a whole spreadsheet, which is very familiar among a lot of mothers, all the different places you're ringing, knocking on doors, trying to get a place. So we ended up getting a childminder at home for the first six months until I could secure a crash place for her, which wasn't ideal. She hadn't been socialised due to COVID anyway. We really wanted her to have that experience of that education. So eventually got a crash place for her. Then I got pregnant with my son um, and immediately was looking for the crash place for him again straight away. So although I did secure that um, two weeks after I returned to work, the, the provider closed the baby room due to staff shortages. So then that was with two days notice. We were left scrambling trying to secure childcare for the week. It was already very stressful and emotional mm. for me. I'd only just returned from maternity leave. I was still breastfeeding. Everything was kind of coming at us at once. On top of that, we were paying thousands of euro every month in childcare. Even with the subsidies from the government last year, it's by no means um, still affordable. I have to travel 90 minutes each day to bring my children to and from crash because I cannot find a place any closer to where we live. Um, the consistency of care in the crash, despite like the workers in there are great. I'm not saying anything bad about them, but the staff turnover is huge. There's a lack of consistency of care. My child has actually stopped getting attached to any of the new staff members because she doesn't know when they're going to leave again, mm. when they're going to turn over, when she's going to be changed through rooms. The last year alone, she's changed through three different rooms. And what that means is a different teacher, different friends, different people in it every time. So that's why I'm here today, because the current system isn't working. It's not working for parents. It's not working for providers. And it's not working for the children. We need a public model of childcare that's affordable and accessible for everyone to get in there so that every child is guaranteed an early year's place. Because it's not just my experience, my friends as well. I've had friends who, their children long-term medication, they can't get them a place in the crash. They're limiting how many children they have because they're going, we can't afford to have any more. So to have a second child, that's equivalent now to paying another mortgage on top of everything else. So my story, my experience is not unique and that's why I'm here because I want to see a change. Look, if you're listening to this today, Day and you're paying, you know, like huge amounts for childcare on a monthly basis. I want to hear from you today. Is publicly funded childcare something similar to the primary school model that we have? Is that the answer? 087 106 is the WhatsApp number. I was also chatting to engineer and mum, Sinead Massey as well. She was at the event down at Liberty Hall and she was telling me about her experience of our childcare system. It has been stressful even up until this year trying to get an ECC place for my almost three-year-old now has been just chaos. I called when I was 12 weeks pregnant and even July this year is number 10 on a list in one of the local creches. Um, we were lucky enough to secure a place but we're currently waiting on that creche to open at the minute. Um, so hopefully we'll have a place but it has just been chaos. Excel sheets, ringing around all the local towns just filling in forms, sending emails, really chasing all of the local crashes, any neighbouring towns trying to get a space. It's been very difficult and we've had a minder up until now. We haven't been able to get a crash place. You're, you're obviously looking way beyond where you live then. It's, you're not just focused in, in Dunshockland. No, so. not at all. We've been looking in Ritoth, Ashburn, Clinny, Dunboyne. We've been sending out emails to crashes all around there. And my story is definitely not unique from mm. speaking to friends, family, neighbours. I know that there are parents in Dunshockland that have kids at two different crashes, so they have to do two different drop-offs. A lot of them have to do drop-offs on the way to work, dropping kids in Clinny, and then they'll head into Dublin. So it's really difficult to get a local provider and childcare in the area. 
What is the impact of all of this on you and the whole, you know, and, and going back to work? I mean, how difficult or how accessible has it been? Um, my employer is really supportive, so I was able to take the full year off, which was really lucky because I wouldn't have been able to have childcare up until then. And I do have a really supportive husband and family, so we have been able to fall back a little bit on family to fill in the gaps. But it has been overall really stressful, and it's just a worry you didn't think that you'd have when you were having kids. That you thought you might have other worries, health, you know, things like that that you wouldn't want to think of. But childcare, you didn't think that it would be an issue, and it really is a big one for so many families in Ireland. I think that the, the bit that people struggle with is that you know, it's I've, I've heard your story and, and others today, and how difficult it is to get childcare, and yet you're still paying through the nose for it. Um, it has been quite expensive, and I think when we do finally get our ECC place and get the government funding, we won't know ourselves the difference between the costs. Our daily rate will almost be a weekly rate again we get everything so it'll be completely night and day and again we are really lucky lucky that we are in a position where we can afford to get a childminder but there are so many out there that can't afford that and it just really does prohibit women going back into the workplace and making those difficult decisions then whether it's childcare or and going back to work and having nothing at the end of the month or whether they just stay at home and look after the kids there's been a lot of talk today around a you know publicly fu- funded model and, and and trying to I suppose change the system that we have. How would that have benefited you? Well, I think at the minute it's really clear that the system we have is just not sustainable and it's not working. Something needs to change, and I think what people are calling for now is just quality, affordable childcare that's fair for families and fair for the educators as well. And we just need to try something new to try and fix the problem. We can't keep coming at it from the same angle. Things need to change. Yeah, I think she makes a good point. Why not try something different? Lunchtime Live with Andrea Gilligan. Weekdays at midday on News Talk.